WTEL podcasts are powered by Stanley Steamer Air Duct Cleaning, Delaware's clean air experts. Call 1-800-STEAMER. From the New Republic, what Trump gets right on globalization, of course, many would point to things he apparently gets wrong, but also what he gets right here. John B. Judas, contributing writer of the New Republic, TNR.com. All right, John, lay it out for us from your vantage point, some of the things the president gets right, and then, well, some of the things that go the other way as well. Okay, that's fine. The uh, What uh, Trump uh, got right uh, in his campaign and in the in his uh, rhetoric as president is that there's a, been a problem with the economic side of globalization. There were a lot of promises made to Americans in the 1990s and early 2000s. For instance, that we'd have a trade surplus with Mexico, uh, that uh, China would become more democratic, uh, that we'd have a, um, a trade surplus with China and uh, add uh, thousands and thousands of new jobs uh, by championing them going into the World Trade Organization. Um, none of that turned out. It all, in fact, is the opposite. So that's the that's the side of uh, of Trump that I think got at something that was a real problem. I'm not saying that his solutions are necessarily the best, but that, but it's a real problem and it's one that Americans have to worry about. And could you not argue, uh, as we look back in history, that uh, it was the Clintonites, the uh, the moderate quote unquote moderate Democrats, Clinton's election together with the Republicans and the establishment that pushed all this through. And of course, people like Ross Perot at the time were were belittling it. But uh, I mean, that's what it was. And the Democrats went with a centrist candidate because they thought uh, they kept getting slammed when they had a lefty on the ticket. Yeah, it was partly that, but it was also the end of the Cold War. There, there was a sense of, of, of global utopianism, that we could have a really one world uh, without the kind of conflicts that Russia would become uh, a liberal democratic uh, state, and uh, so, so would China, and all they needed to do was be integrated into this world trade uh, system. And it, it just it hasn't worked out at all. And, um, you know, Trump gets some credit for recognizing that and uh, uh, in the case of China for trying to do something about it. But I really don't understand his uh, negotiating strategy. I don't I don't understand what he wants them to do exactly in exchange for our giving up on these tariffs. So, well, I mean, if I can interrupt, uh, Mexico, one thing, I mean, as you outlined properly in your article, some of the uh, businesses uh, that brought their manufacturing south of the border, and it was also a means to go after unions by saying, if you don't play with us, uh, we're going to send this south of the border. I get that. What I don't get is uh, why we need to have this massive dispute with Canada, since our interests are much more aligned, one would think, as both uh, progressive, advanced, industrialized countries. Uh, along a common border. Well, again, that that uh, brings us to the dark side of uh, Trump's uh, uh, presidency and his policy, which is a kind of uh, uh, take-no-prisoners foreign policy where it's us against the world and, uh, you know, Canada is an equal target with uh, China. Uh, again, I think that that's a that's a part that that uh, I don't I don't have any sympathy for uh, whatsoever, and it's going to get us into a lot of trouble because uh, uh, in, in the end we depend upon a kind of goodwill and trust in the international uh, community, and uh, we're going to we're going to lose that. Uh, you know, if if we actually had to go to war, we're attacked. 
for instance, and went to the U.N. now, and we're looking for the kind of uh, su- support that, let's say, we got after 9-11, oh, we'd have a hard time. People would think it was fake news or something. Well, I don't mean to be melodramatic. Nikki Haley delivers this appeal to the U.N. the way that Colin Powell did, and there's laughter. No, I... I, <laughs> I exactly. I think, that, I, I think that that's really eroding. And I think that his attack in general on uh, international institutions and on the idea that there aren't some problems like problems about, about climate, uh, epidemics, uh, nuclear proliferation, uh, financial crises that need to be deal, dealt with by more than one country uh, acting on their own is completely wrong. So, uh, again, that side of, uh, of Trump's attack on globalism, I do not support at all. And I think it's a, a, a real step backwards, uh, really back into the 1930s. Well, I mean, lest we forget, Trans-Pacific Partnership became very unpopular on the campaign trail, even on the left. And, I mean, obviously, Bernie Sanders and then Clinton had a kowtow. Uh, but, you know, of course, the revisionist narrative is that we uh, handed all of East Asia and the Pacific to China as a result of, of not being part of that. Yeah, yeah. I, I did not, uh, uh, I, I was not on the anti uh, TTT bandwagon. I think that there were. Uh, s- some good reasons for it. And uh, again, I think that Obama and the lobbyists in Washington made a big mistake by, uh, again, promising that we get a lot of jobs from that and not that it was an, it was important to draw together a kind of, um, uh, economic uh, alliance in in Asia that would pressure China uh, to become more uh, a better partner in in the world trade. So I, I think that they tried their justification uh, in in a way invited the kind of attack from liberal Democrats and Trump. And you know, and the result is not good. I mean, I think Trump himself had misgivings about uh, uh, giving up on the TPP. I mean, he realized, and then you know, then he couldn't do anything. Well, about in the end here. In the, in the final minute or so, uh, what is then your greatest fear at the moment for the country, for the country, not partisan, if we can be try to be as objective as we can, what's your greatest fear and what's your greatest hope? Uh-huh. Uh, you, you know, that's, I don't, that, that's a real kind of a radio TV <laughs> question. I know. Uh, I, I, I worry about uh, about. Uh, uh, Trump, I, I, you know, I, I think that he is a kind of a loose cannon and unpredictable. So, uh, sure, I worry about uh, wars with North Korea and Iran. Um, you know, there's a lot of things like that, that I think that, that that concern me. My greatest hope is that uh, the Democrats uh, win the uh, House and the Senate and uh, <laughs> cripple him for the ne- you know for the next two. You, years. you kind of turned it around on us. I mean, I was looking for greatest hope in terms of uh, something coming good out of uh, out of uh, Trump's uh, erratic uh, behavior. I'm, I'm very pessimistic about that. I, I got you. Okay, very good. Thank you, John. Sure. Bye. Bye. John B. Judas of the New Republic Live.